Hey, so this is Future Drew. I'm here to tell you that while I was doing the editing of the podcast, I realized that um, for some reason my audio cut out, cut out uh, probably three-fourths of the way through the podcast. Uh, so it's just Matt saying, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. So I hate to end it like that. But, uh, unfortunately, um, the podcast is going to get cut off, um, toward the end because that's completely useless if you can't hear one other person on the podcast talking. So don't know what happened there. Uh, it seems to be working now. I think my mic just messed up on it or maybe audacity may have screwed up. So I do apologize. Uh, I am going to release what we have and, um, let you guys at least listen to it because we did have some pretty good discussions leading up to the ending of our last play session. Uh, once again, I do apologize. Um, I hope you guys have a great holiday and uh, we'll be back in two weeks with the con- continuation of Death Stranding. What's going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down episode 109.2. And we are continuing our playthrough of Death Stranding. Today I have with me Matt. Hello. So yeah, uh, we left off. I had already done some things. Uh, Matt, you had, you were about to do those things and a lot happened in those things. <laughs> yeah, end of chapter two. Yeah. Um, holy moly. Uh, so. We have to make it to South Knot City uh, because we have a big delivery we got to take. That big delivery being a small thermonuclear weapon. <laughs> <laughs> given to us by someone not shady whatsoever. Yeah, give it to somebody who's not Troy Baker. <laughs> um, and uh, so obviously uh, you, you kind of don't want to go to South Knot City. Matt, did you go to South Knot City or did you take my advice? I took your advice and went up to say hi. Okay. So uh, what we're supposed to do is go to uh, the distribution center just north of South Knot City uh, to talk to Fragile. If you don't do that and you just go all the way to South Knot City, you get a wonderful cutscene where the thermonuclear bomb goes off. <laughs> And you get a game over. <laughs> oh, you do get a game over. Oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely don't do that. So you did um, that first? Yeah. Anything after? Do you get to... Is it? Is it cool looking? I mean, you can look it up if you want to. Yeah, I may end up having to watch, watch it because I'm... You know, that's a pretty big deviation. It would have been kind of cool if they could have incorporated it somehow, but... Yeah, I mean, that 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 would have been the ultimate goal, right? To yeah. incorporate and say, oh, this place is now a void-out area. You don't need to go here anymore. But you, yeah. you, you can come back to life because you're a repatriate. But, uh, no, nah, they didn't. It, no. There's de- there's multiple ways to just get, no, you failed game over in this game. Yeah, and I've, I've, I've done a few of those. I got a sad one after I trekked through a mountain for, like, what felt like an hour. And it was so white out I couldn't see anything. And then I just fell off a little white ledge onto white snow. And broke some component that I was carrying and then it was game over. Yeah. So I, I broke, I broke something I was carrying a person 
Yeah, I think it was a person. <laughs> yeah, I was carrying a person, which we'll get into. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, we have to stop by the distro center, uh, and we talk to Fragile, and Fragile's like, "Hey, you've got a bomb, and uh, we really uh, need to get rid of that thing." Um, so we're now tasked with going to uh, a the tar pits, I guess. I don't know. Which was interesting because this came up a little bit earlier. There was one of the places we stopped had a whole load of corrupted equipment. And there was like a side side mission that, where they just said take all the stuff and dump it in the tar pit. I did I never, not do that. I never actually did it, but I was reminded of it when we came to throw this thermonuclear device in the tar pit. Right. So we have to go and get rid of it. And we have... It, oh, the bomb's already set, so we ha- we only have what twenty minutes. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So I just I hopped on a trike and just took off. Yep, I do find the trikes to be my favorite vehicle. They're the best. They really are. Some of those trucks, man they they get messed up by rocks. Those trucks suck. And they've got no traction apparently because if there's a slight like incline or decline. I had one point where I was trying to just get my truck up this hill, but I was like sideways and the front end of the truck just kept sliding down no matter what I was doing. And, uh, eventually I just, I tried for like 10 or 15 minutes and just gave up, left the truck in the river and then hoofed it the rest of the way. That's what ends up with me. I will get a vehicle and I will drive it as far as I can and then just run the rest of the way. Yeah. I even like drive the driving in this game kind of it sucks it it really does even with the trike yeah there, there's plenty of times where I'm just like the camera is fighting me yeah be, because you can't ever have a camera angle that is positioned f- farther away on top of the fact that it's always got to be to a side of Sam either the left or the right side it can't ever be in the middle and I'm just like this I I can't see properly. To yeah. miss things. And if you're going forward in any type of a vehicle, you better not be turning because you're going to be instantly turning that way. And, and, and th- what, what the problem with this game, and I've noticed it with a lot of stuff with this game, this game controls differently than, than the majority of games. I've mentioned this in other games that we've played because it only happens in a few. Most video games, the camera control, the right stick, aims your character. So if you're holding forward on the left stick and you move the right stick to the right, typically the camera moves, but your character also follows that way. Mm. This game and other games that are kind of like this, they don't do that. The right stick is completely the camera motion. So it, it's it's a weird balancing act, especially when you're in a vehicle. It's easier to handle whenever you're on foot, but when you're driving, it's just like, man, I can't. Like, it, it, this is not helping me at all. It also just lo- seems to love its physics. So, I mean, the truck's getting hung up on everything and sliding around like everything is made of ice. Yeah, and then even Sam, when you know, when he's got a heavy load and his momentum carrying him forward and almost falling quite often. Yeah. You know, the, the game just seems to love that. And, you know, I, I don't know. And 
it's annoying when it gets in the way, but I do like how that makes the traversal more than just, you know, how it's described as a walking simulator. I mean, there actually is quite a lot of thought that has to go into the, the path. I mentioned before we started recording, I, I spent a long time navigating a path and just assumed that there would be a way out on the other side and I couldn't get out in the end and I had to go back and navigate a completely different path to get to where I was going. So, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting to know what you can walk and traverse, you know, whether you've got ladders and the climbing hooks and how far you can get with your vehicle. And I feel like it's become more important in the last couple hours or 10 hours of gameplay than it was earlier when it was just go from A to B. Now there's actually some obstacles that really have to be navigated. I haven't ran into too much difficult hiking. Most of mine has to do with water and cliffs. I mean, yeah, I have ran into some, some, some hard, hard water areas that just like, I get washed away. Yeah. But you, 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 I've got to the point now where if I get washed away, I can just paddle left or right and get to the bank. Sure. I'm probably 50 to 60 feet from where I was wanting to be, but I mean, big whoop, you know, well, and hopefully you can pick up the gear that you lost. So I haven't lost any gear because of that. Really? The only time I lo- lose gear is if I get caught by the BTs. Not even if you fall? I mean, if you mm-hmm. fall from a, you know, like a, a small cliff or something, you you don't, you don't lose it for good, but it, it kind of all falls off you? Not really. Every, every time I drop from any type of a distance, I'm always holding R2 and L2 at the same time. Hmm. Yeah, me too. I guess I've just had some <laughs> first step doozies. What what skeleton intense. are you using? Uh, I've been focused lately on the all terrain skeleton. Yeah, I have too. I was using I was using the speed skeleton for a while just as another potential avenue for getting away from BTs, but that hasn't really been as big of an issue. And I would definitely take the faster and easier traversal through the mountains than the option to run away from BTs because, to be honest, I've been caught, you know, a good handful of times throughout the game and I can generally always find a way out of the BTs. You know, I I have fought and killed one after being taken. Uh, But most of the time I just, like, hit left and then run as as far as I can until I'm out of the area. That's kind of what I've been doing. I haven't fought a BT since, since the scripted fight. Yeah. I still throw... The hematic grenades at the humanoid ones that float. But if ever I'm caught, I just say, all right, well, I'm just going to run away from it. I'm not going to fight these. They're, they're too big and it takes too long. I have yet to try to stop a humanoid-looking one. Uh, even now that we have a new way to do so? Yep. I haven't used that yet. I, I have no need for that. If I'm in BT territory, if I'm on a trike, easy peasy, baby. Hit that boost and I am gone. Yeah, they never even have a chance to even. Even if they do spot me, I'm like, huh, see ya, and just yep. leave. But even if I do get caught by one and I'm in the pool and the 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 torsos are trying to grab me, I usually just shake them off until I reach the edge of the pool and just book it. Yeah, me too. One time, I recently I ran into one with a truck and I didn't have that option. Uh-oh. They basically pulled me out of the truck and then I was immediately in that part where you're like skating through the blackness right until it decides it's found a good place to dump you 
One time, it was in the mountains. I got caught, and they dumped me farther the way I wanted to go. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so when when the big BT came out, I'm like, I'm leaving. See ya. Uh, <laughs> I just, just kept running. Yeah, I just kept running to my destination. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's and with the all terrain skeleton on, you get through the sludge a lot easier. Yep. So, yeah, I mean. It, it's smart how they handle that stuff. Yeah, it's interesting. It A couple of times in this session was the first time that I really felt like the traversal dragged too much for my liking. And I thought it really slowed the pace down. But for the most part, I've generally enjoyed or at least not been put off by the traversal. Yeah, yeah. I haven't either. You, I, I feel like I get, in, I get into the that groove of like, all right, I know where I need to go. And I don't plan out anything. I, <laughs> Sounds I, like a life motto. <laughs> yeah, I well, I step out of grip the, it, rip it. Yeah, I step out of the 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 like the distro center, and I got to go to the mountaineer. Well, I find Matt Sam on the map. I click on him, and I draw a line to the mountaineer, and I follow that line. And <laughs> if I if I reach a point where I can't bash my head against the wall I well okay I'll go around there's yeah. always something that helps me whether it be something online or something that I make I always make sure to keep a ladder with me and at this later on in the game we unlock the the zip lines and the zip lines are really nice because there's a decent amount of online zip lines already out there yeah I keep a couple of level two PCCs with me. Yeah, I sh uh, should do that more. Yeah, zip line, and man, I get there real quick. I spent a good chunk of time in this play session, also just trying to build roads. I have yet to do any of that. I, you know, I, I went like I took a truck so that I could load up a little bit more. Went to one of the, you know, like the distro center and pulled every ceramic and every metal that they had pulled every one of them out and just used it and went to the two closest road sections you know and then I went to the the next building and basically took all of their supplies as well so I don't know that it's worth doing a ton of it but I think the section kind of right outside of the the last distro center there was a lot of like stones just north of it I think Mm -hmm. And it was just getting a little annoying to traverse. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to just build a road here. Well, there you go. So, yeah, back to the story at hand. We have a thermonuclear weapon that we have to throw in the tar pits. Luckily, we make it there in time, throw them into the tar pits, and it blows up. But the tar keeps it from... Uh, we, we've seen, I've seen this trope multiple times. Yeah. Throw a bomb in tar. Usually the La Brea tar pits. I've seen it in Last Action Hero. <laughs> um, and the tar is so thick that it holds the blast. I don't believe that for a second, but all right. Yeah. But, um. I mean, with, with his speed, it seems like he could also just run it into the mountains and run it back, run back without it, and it would be fine. Yeah. Find someplace non-populated since most of the world is. Exactly. But, uh, we, uh, meet back up with Fragile. And, uh, Fragile tells us a little story. 
about her and uh, Higgs um, back in the day. I don't know how long back in the day, but back in the day, her and Higgs used to work together. And uh, they had a pretty good partnership, but then he became radicalized and decided that he wanted to disrupt the United States or the United Cities of America and uh, started um, started wanting to, to uh, deliver things that were not very wholesome. So yeah. they started, they started, it seems like it started s- small, but went higher and higher. Started smuggling, you know, uh, I would say, uh, drugs, weapons, that kind of thing. And then eventually it got to the point where they were sabotaging deliveries. And, uh, she realized that she was delivering a bomb, uh, to South Knot. Was it South Knot City? Yeah, the old South Knot City, right? Yeah, she was. That she found out she was delivering a bomb, and uh, refused to deliver it. Got caught by Higgs and his men, and um, Higgs told her that um, if you uh, if you want to to save everybody, you're gonna have to get rid of this bomb. And it's raining right now. And, uh, you're going to have to sacrifice your own life for everybody else. Yeah. For, for me, this was maybe the first real emotional beat in the game. Yeah. I mean, a lot of things have happened in this game, but they've all been either weird or incomprehensible, or I didn't know the characters enough yet. Like, when Sam's mother died, the president. Like, that ostensibly is a sad moment, but I, you know, she hasn't been around much. I don't know, you know, it's not like she was striving for something that we were, like, really deeply invested in. And, you know, now everything's thrown in turmoil, although that's generally what happened. You know, it just just hadn't been invested as much. I think this coming at the end of the entire, the entire fragile chapters, you know, the first point where, like, oh, I know this character enough now to be affected by the moral decision that she had to make. Right. So he, uh, Higgs forces her to strip down to just her underwear. Which is somewhat gratuitous, but not very, like, sexy. I mean, Kojima's always had a little bit of that camera work that focuses. Yeah. And he you certainly know, has I that here. I haven't, I haven't seen, I haven't seen Kojima's horniness come out in this game. Yeah, certainly not as much. This is kind of the first time, and it was a little bit more subdued, even if it was still obviously there. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. Makes uh, her strip down and says, well, no, we're going we're gonna to save that pretty face of yours. So he put her put a helmet on her. Yeah, and, like a, almost like a gas mask helmet. Yeah, and forced her to walk out in the rain. To what get? How, what did she do with the bomb? I think she had to do the same thing, right? Throw, throw it, into, throw it into the pits, into the pits. Which I can't tell. I got a couple of general questions here. Is there regular rain? Is there a diff, like? Is there separate like time fall rain and regular water rain? I have no idea. 
Because, like, are all the lakes also then Timefall water? So they've explained that. Uh, okay. they, they explain that in some of the emails or interviews. Once Timefall hits the ground, and it becomes regular water. Okay. So I mean, like that, the, that sounds a little bit like a don't feed them after midnight where there's a few logical ways to get around it. I mean, maybe. Like, you know, if it hits a roof or a treetop, is it still just water? If you were to catch it, you know, I, I don't know. Like, maybe uh, the game doesn't doesn't really want those type of questions. They're not really important. But Maybe after it's been sitting there for a few minutes, it turns into regular water. But they, but they have said that that like I remember reading that somewhere that why does why does time fall speed up time but then turns into regular water? Yeah, which would make me think I guess that there is no regular rainfall. I don't think there is. I think any time it any time precipitation happens, it's time fall. Okay, interesting. So. And yeah. the tar pits are totally different. That's actually the black tar that has something to do with the beach. Yeah, I think that's part of like, I think that's like pure corellium. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Um. So yeah, she she actually saves a, a, a city from getting blown up, but in the process, she's covered with time fall, with the exception of her head. So she is aged significantly. And it's kind of the simple moral like thing that she's been wrestling with. Like, yes, I did a good thing, but I also did a very bad thing, even if it was unintentional. Right. And, you know, how can can one scrub the other clean? Like have you have you balanced the cosmic balance or not? She thinks not. You know, Sam obviously assures her that she is a good person and she's a hero and all that. Yeah. So, after that, we have to make our way to South Knot City to do our actual delivery. We make our delivery there, and we get a uh, little codec call saying, Hey, there's like a really bad like chiral spike happening right now. Yeah, we got a problem. Yeah, and it's like right outside of the, the distribution center where you're at. And so we uh we walk outside and there's legit a storm almost like a tornado. Yeah, I was gonna say it definitely looks like a tornado. A tornado is coming and it pulls Sam into the sky and whisks him away much like Dorothy. Yep. <laughs> uh and when Sam wakes up, he is in a completely foreign area. Um, and there's a lot of different things happening here. Yeah, the first real geographical departure for the game. Yeah. You're, you're no longer in what looks like a, I don't know, an abandoned United States. Uh, you're now in what looks like a war zone. And as you're making your way through this area, you see tanks, you see soldiers, all of which look like they're from the early 1900s, particularly World War One. 
Yep. And you're trying to avoid everything that's happening because you're in a war zone. Guys are fighting and stuff like that, but they also look like, they almost look like BTs. They look like particles. Yeah, so it's a little hard to tell what could even hurt you. Right. Right, because I'm, I'm just like running in the direction I think, but, you know, there's bullets whizzing by, but not too many of them actually seem like they hit me, if any. Yeah. And a lot of the people seem to like wisp away into nothing, so... At, at some point, I was like, all right, I'm just going to stop watching what's happening because all of this seems kind of transitory and temporary, yeah. and it is clearly not my objective here. Like, I'm not I'm not trying to shoot anybody or do anything here. Because at, right. at first, you don't even have your guns. Yeah. Well, you unlocked them as soon as you made your delivery to South Knot City. And yeah. I was like, these are lethal... Assault rifles, lethal grenades, lethal pistol. Do I need these? Because isn't killing people in this game bad? So, I don't know. Uh, I I decided to not bring those with me. Uh. Not knowing. Uh, luckily, you find some on the ground. Yeah, and this game seems to really like to help you in these two sections like this. Yeah. Where, like, I don't think you could ever really be screwed in these sections because they just, they seem to, yeah. like, throw, it's like somebody's on the slightly off screen and just, like, hefting them over the nearest sandbag. Yeah. Because it's not like they appear, it's like somebody actually throws them into the play area. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of wanted to be like, hey, who, who's that guy that's helping me? I want, you know, I want his name. Yeah. It looks like, it almost looks like other players are doing this. Yeah. You know? But, um, so yeah, um, we're now in a, what looks like a World War One war zone. And, uh, Sam is very confused and he runs into a very familiar face. Uh, there is a cut scene with Mads Mikkelsen. Clifford Unger. Clifford Unger, we find out is his name. Uh, this episode, very short episode, uh, is called Unger. And uh, he is dressed in military garb. And he seems to be able to summon these BT soldiers at will. In fact, it's almost like he has like Doc Ock strings or, or hoses. Yeah, I was going to ask what you thought he was actually doing with those, because at one point it looks like he invigorates them, or like sets them on fire almost. Yeah. I wonder if that's separate from his ability to summon them, is his ability to, I don't know, if that controls them, or if that's a separate thing. Yeah. I don't really know what that piece was, but certainly it was stylish. <laughs> right. But uh, he also, it's weird, because he always emerges from what looks like a spider web. Yeah. You notice that? It's barbed wire. Yeah, barbed wire spider webs where it's usually him and some, like, creepy dolls. Yeah, he has these weird creepy dolls. Which, you know, certainly makes sense, you know, comparing this. Like, this is our first opportunity to see him in this setting, and it's quite the juxtaposition from all the other times we've seen him through BB's eyes. Yeah. Where he was the loving father and doting on BB and, 
you know, uh, you know, a, a generally seemingly mild-mannered scientist in a lab, and uh, this is, you know, obviously quite the departure from that aesthetic, right? Where it's almost like like the, with the spider web and the creepy dolls and all the blackness, it very much has like a horror theme, a horror look. Yeah. So, um, and also one other thing, um, the Alderac, uh, is pointing us in his direction almost as if he is a BT. Yeah. So I don't know. The only thing I do know is that he and his soldiers are really wanting to shoot us. (laughs) Yeah. It's not totally clear why other, I mean, he doesn't really like there's no reveal where you know in all the other scenes we've seen him with bb like uh, unless i missed it there was no point where he said oh you have my bb i'm gonna kill you at the very end of this section is when he when when it's like i'm going after this bb yeah but why why was he shooting us before that then i don't know i'm not entirely sure um but uh, one thing I will mention about this area is that it looks like we've seen this before in, in supernatural kind of like shows or movies or something like that. Uh, um, ghosts reliving their last few moments. So yeah. it looks like, it looks like, uh, you know, you can see like the, the, I don't know, the, the memories, the last few memories of a person and they're reliving them over and over again. So a guy getting shot and then he kind of just reappears and gets shot again. Yeah, it's like that, that replay you get in Call of Duty. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, we, we get into a trench fight with, uh, with Unger and his soldiers. Uh, and we, I mean, I just used assault rifles and shot him. Yeah, I didn't think this was terribly hard. Did you lose at this? Um, I I think I did die once here. I I think once I did. Time. Yeah, I think I did as well, but only one time. Yeah, only one time and I was like, "Oh, I'm just going to have to be a little more careful. This isn't run in and blast him away." Yeah, so use a little cover and make sure you take out the the lead person, don't let him get too close to you and you know, a little bit more methodical through it and it was pretty pretty easy. Yeah. That's that's what ended up with me. Also, there was that one last section I think where him and his guys were like really bunched up in a trench. I just chucked a couple of grenades in there. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I mean, I, what are you going to do? <laughs> it was also kind of cool, the ambiance here, because every, you know, you have to, like, kill him and his minions, like, four times-ish. Yeah. And every time you do, he, like, runs away, but you can see his footsteps, so you're kind of hunting him. Where, you know, nominally he's hunting you, but, you know, we're kind of the one going to him most of the time. And it's just kind of cool because you hear him, you hear his thoughts, you hear him talking. You see sometimes if when you get a view up above the trenches, you can almost see where there's a bit of a chiral storm. Yeah. I think that's generally where he was coming from. So I, I don't know. I, I kind of like that as just a little bit more immersed in the section. Like it felt a little bit more real because there was a few more points of like him integrated into this world than just right. hunt him, shoot him, hunt him, shoot him. All right. Mission's over. So after after beating him, uh, there's a small cutscene with him attacking uh, Sam 
uh, particularly trying to grab the BB off of his chest and desperately trying to pull him off. And uh, as that's happening, Flash and we're back where we started. Back at South Knot City. Yep. And imagine that. No time has passed, really. Yep. He, uh, he comes over the, uh, comes over the codec talking to Mama. And it's like, what the heck was that? She's like, well, the spike just ended. And he's like, well, where, where was I? She's like, what are you talking about? I literally talked to you five seconds ago. Yeah. And he's like, no, it's been like hours. And he, he describes it. I was in a battlefield. There was chaos everywhere. There was this guy trying to grab the BB from me. And they and just like, write him off and they're like, ah, oh, we think you're just imagining things. Yeah. You, you, are you sure you okay? And, but, uh, luckily everything that has been happening to Sam has been recorded at least through audio. Uh, so they're going to analyze that and we'll, they'll get back to us on that. Um, but in the meantime, Mama is close by. She has her lab. She has asked Sam to stop by because there is something going on with his Cupid that is causing these spikes. So we have to go to Mama's lab. Cut to the, the next crazy thing, <laughs> which we are now in a new episode called Mama. And when we make it to Mama's lab, we have a cutscene that I was just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, Matt, you mentioned on the last episode, she's the pregnant one, right? And I yeah. said, not really. <laughs> Less so, yeah. <laughs> so when Sam enters this lab, his autorack is going nuts. And... When he plugs himself into his BB, he can see the outline of a floating BT baby. And when Mama shows up, she's like, don't worry about it. She's not, not your standard BT. And she actually coaxed it down from the ceiling and holds it. Like cradles is, it. Yeah, cradles it. This is Mama's baby. Mama's baby is a BT. And of course, Sam is very confused. He's also like, what the hell is this? So Mama describes what exactly happened. She was pregnant at the time of the South Knot City bombing. And when the explosion happened, she was pinned under rubble for multiple days. Yeah, this is kind of horrendous. Yeah. And she couldn't get out. While she was pinned... She gave birth to her baby. Her baby died while she was pinned under the rubble. 
and the baby is now a BT. Why is it still connected to this world? Because she never cut the umbilical cord. So she has a ghost baby and a ghost umbilical cord going going to her vagina. I don't I don't know. Yep. I mean it's a really long umbilical cord too. <laughs> yeah, it goes up to the ceiling. <laughs> it goes all the way up to the ceiling. And so she never bothered to tell anybody that she has a, a, a BT baby. So it's she, why she can't leave also? She says? Yeah, I, I, she can't leave because I guess she doesn't want everybody knowing that she's got a BT attached to her? Yeah, that was one thing. I wasn't sure if there was some like tie of the BT to her lab, but I I don't think there would be. I, I, I don't know. I'm not I entirely sure. Tied to her. That's what I'm thinking too, but who knows? Like, I still don't know how the BTs work. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Um, she, uh, after all that, um, she gives Sam a new Cupid. Here's the problem. Uh, the Cupid, uh, has, uh, the new hard, she made the hardware, uh, but unfortunately, the software, is out of date and needs to be updated. And, uh, she didn't design the software. Right. And I think there was a, there was a commentary that said she didn't, she never updated her own either because the updated software would have detected the BT. Some, something like that. And that's why she had kept her own as an older version. Uh, yeah, you may be right. I can't remember. But uh, we're going to have to go get that upgraded. And so we now have to uh, go to the mountains. The, it looks like uh, the Rockies. So, uh, yeah. Time to do some, some hardcore hiking. Yeah. There's not as many missions in this one, but there, you know, there's a lot of intense hikes. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And then once you get all the way through the mountains, then the next, the last mission that you have to do is go back to mama and then go all the way back. <laughs> yeah, this was what I meant. Like this, that that mission was the first time in this game where I felt like the pace really slowed down. It definitely did. And it I guess it's did. an important mission, but whoa. <laughs> yeah. So we're going around not the entire mountainous area because after this, after we go back to mama's lab and go back, we're still doing mountain stuff, but this is the introduction to the mountains. Yeah, this is just like the focus on Mountain Knot City itself, like the, the central hub in that region. Right. So I should say, before we get into that, we do get a codec call from Dead Man. And Dead Man says, hey, I've been looking into the BTs and how they all started. And he said, it looks like... BT technology is a little bit older than what we thought. We thought we started working on BTs probably about three years ago. No, nah, it's been a lot longer than that. Uh, in fact, pretty sure the president 
signed off on this possibly before the Death Stranding? Ooh, is that true? Had they found anything before the Death Stranding? Um, so... It, well, I think, I think that's what he brought up. He said possibly before Death Stranding, and we're not sure. Yeah. Uh, but I think, I think it eventually comes out that it was something that happened that made her the president. Cause apparently she wasn't the president to begin with. She was the vice president. And there was some kind of experiment that took place in DC and got the president killed. <laughs> And that experiment has something to do with BBs. So I'm not entirely sure. Uh, but yeah, he said he's going to look more into this. Uh, and I'll leave it at that because we're going to get into that. Yeah, I feel like once we hit the big end section that we can talk about in the next recording, that's when I assume we'll get some of the clearer understanding of the origins. Right. right. Like we're getting a lot of hints here and there and interesting threads but no huge definitive like this is what happened right this is all secondhand information we're getting yeah but um yeah so we go to mountain knot city mountain knot city is uh where we run into uh the kind of the leader of this city uh, a person by the name of lachna and Sam's very confused when he talks to her. Yeah. Stop because playing. <laughs> he's like, is that you, Mama? No, kind of found out. Lachna is Mama's twin sister. And uh, she doesn't want anything to do with the uh, UCA. Uh, because of the whole, you know. Higgs blowing up people and stuff like that. Um, so mama's like, I need you to come back to my lab. There's one thing you got to do for me. And I'm like, okay. So instead of me going back the way I came, I said, I'm going over this mountain. And that's what I did. I climbed this mountain. Yeah, I definitely should have. So a big part of the reason that this was uh, a tempo kill was that I had read something that said you could go west through the mountains or go back the way you came. And I was like, all right, well, I'll check the mountains. And then, I, I don't know, either I misunderstood it or they said west when they meant east because we definitely had to go east. And I was like, I don't remember where Mama's lab is. I'll just go back the way I came. I thought it was like up near the distribution center. And so I went all the way around, all the way back through everything that we've done, basically. Holy crap, yeah. And I was like, that is a shockingly long traversal. That's probably an hour and a half right there. Yeah. Jeez. And I was I was about halfway there when I realized that I could have just gone through the mountains. And I'm like, well, it's too late now. I'm committed. At least, you know, there's some roads. So there were some sections that went pretty quick. Uh, but yeah, that was... That was a long trek. Yeah. So we make it back to Mama's lab. Mama's got a new item for us. Uh, she's upgraded our cufflinks. And um, the cufflinks now have a knife 
that we can use to cut the umbilical cords that are holding the BTs. So if you cut the umbilical cord, they go back to the, their world, the land of the dead, I guess. Yeah. Is that the scene? I guess. And so she asked for one last favor, use it to cut the umbilical cord to my baby. And we're like, are you sure about this? And she's like, yeah. This child does not belong here. Yeah, and there was some interesting conversation. At one point I thought she said, like, it even wants to go. But it's, you know, like, it, it's got a little hold to me. I've got a little hold on it. But you, you couple, a couple of times you see, like, a shadowy mother figure up farther in the ceiling that's, like, reaching to the baby. Mm-hmm. And so... It wasn't a hundred percent clear to me whether the baby wanted to stay or or wanted to cross back over. You know, she certainly wanted it, wanted to keep that connection with it. But as for the you know kind of the rest of the interactions there, it wasn't totally clear. Right. So, um, did you cut it? Because you have the prompt. You stand there and you have to hit the button to cut it. I did. Okay. I did not. Uh, I wanted to see what ha- would happen if I didn't. And what happens is you stand there for a minute and it cut, he cuts it anyway. Uh, <laughs> the illusion of choice. Yep. So, uh, yeah, he cuts it anyway. And the, uh, the baby now. You also get the full story here about the, the, what exactly happened with Mama and Lachna, right? Yes, she was like a surrogate. Um, yeah, I think Mama had no eggs, and then Lachna had a defective uterus. Yeah. So they used her eggs with her ex-husband. Was it her ex-husband? Stored, yeah, I don't know, it was stored, stored sperm to fertilize. Yeah. Oh, she had lost her, yeah, she had lost her husband. Her husband died, right? Yeah. And she said that both did not feel whole anymore. Yep. So why don't we have a baby? And, uh, that's what was going to end up happening. So they used Lachna's egg to fertilize in Mama's uterus, which Mama's name is what? Maligna? Yeah, Malignan? Malignan. Malignant. Those are two really weird names that I feel like mean something. Yeah. Well, malignant sounds all like malignant. Malignant. Yeah. Cancerous. Yeah. Or that really weird ass James Wan movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But uh, yeah. Um. So uh, the baby dissipates. I guess crosses over to the dead world. And, uh, Mama then asks, please take me to Lachna. And we're like, okay. So we have to drop everything that we have, strap her on our backs, and carry her over the mountain and through the woods. Yep. To Lachna's, to Lachna's house, we house we go. <laughs> I swear. Um, this was 
So I, I decided to do the B line again, right? Yeah. You start out with a, with a BT. Like as soon as you leave Mountain Knot City. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you start out in, in BT territory. Or no, no, no. You start out with a, a boss fight. Yeah, it's like a boss fight, but one you don't have to fight. I'm pretty I sure I just turned left and ran. I That's exactly what I did, because Higgs is there. Yeah. And Higgs, like, Higgs is there, and he's like, oh, you're not alone. That's okay. And then he summons what looks like a, a lion. Yeah, with like, with the, was this the one with the gold face? Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's, it, it's a boss arena and everything, and I'm just like... I have really, really precious cargo here. And no and weapons. I have no weapons because I had to drop everything. Yeah. I'm like, so am I supposed to fight this? And I was like, I'm going to find out if I don't. And I just started running. And yeah, as soon as I made it, out, it was a very large arena. But once I made it out of that arena, <laughs> the battle music stopped everything. I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to keep going. I guess Higgs was like, ah, fooey. <laughs> just that was it <laughs> yeah see so, that that's why he's probably not going to win in the end he's got no commitment no 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 he he doesn't he, he doesn't if you want something done right you got to do it yourself Higgs <laughs> so um but yeah uh just ran away from it and I ran into a mountain there was so there was a cliff, a very big cliff that I looked on the map and saw that there was a couple of online ladders. I was like, perfect. Yep. Climbed up the ladder and the ladder was just short enough to where I could see the ledge and you had the option to jump. I jumped. He doesn't grab the ledge. I fall all the way down. Uh, I land on top of mama <laughs> and it came up on the screen. Mama is almost dead. And I was like, okay, I walked around the mountain and I accidentally while running ran into a rock, tripped and fell and killed her, killed mama. Mm. So I had to start over. And I had to start over from as soon as I escaped the the giant lion BT. Yeah. And I was like, you know, you couldn't give me a checkpoint in there somewhere. Yeah, same thing happened to me. I, I trekked my way up through the mountains. I got to, you know, a lot of the top sections. It's completely whiteout conditions. And I just, I literally couldn't see the ground in front of me. So at one point I was like taking three steps and like panning the camera around, seeing if I could see where, you know, what, what the topography was doing and trying to bring up the map to say, all right, it looks like if I go right here, there should be no cliff faces and I can just walk around the snow. And I made it like 95% of the way there and then just fell off an invisible cliff. Yeah. Make sure you use your Alderac because it will scan. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the, no, during the whiteout stuff, you can forget it, man. I have to give it to them. The the weather effects in this game are crazy. Yeah, they they really are. But uh yeah. At that point, I was able to use zip lines 
and they helped me out a lot. It was to a point where like, like half this play session, I didn't even bring like weapons with me at all. And just had like five PCCs on me and would just be like, that's not too far away. And I threw a zip line down. <laughs> I should spend a little more time doing that. Definitely do. Because uh, level one zip lines will reach up to 200, I guess, meters in this game. And like, I'd, I'd, I'd get like, cause you can look on the map. You can pause the game, look on the map and say, all right, I see a zip line there on the map. And it will pop up how many meters away you are from it. Oh, that's good. So I would get like 199 and be like, put it right here. It would also be good to make some that are links because there was a lot of, well, at least a couple of times where I saw two zipline sections where they couldn't interact with each other. Yeah. Because there was like a cliff face in the way. So I'm like, oh, if I could just make one in the middle, I could zip around the mountain. Yep. I did a couple of those as well. But uh Yeah. Um, we eventually make it back to Mountain Knot City. We bring Mama to Lachna. Lachna shows up and Mama dies. Yeah. I, at one point here, I was like, oh shit, did I not take good enough care of her? Like I killed her. No, I don't know why she died. I guess because she was disconnected from the baby. Yeah, I was going to ask that. Has she just succumbed to something? Or was it the cold of the traversal? Or was it the yeah the, the severed connection? I don't know. But she convinces Lochna to join us and help us. At the same time, something else happens. So two things I have to say. The first one being, apparently, Mama and Lachna being twin sisters are now together again. They've said this twice already. Yeah. I don't know what that means. I think just the fact that they were together in the womb. Yeah. And they were connected. But now they're the same person because I literally had a Kodak message with her saying, hi, I'm mama. Yeah. And what? What? <laughs> yeah. She, like the, it, it, I think Sam even brought up and said, I've been talking. I told that to mama. How do you know about it? She's like, Sam, we're the same person now. I'm like, what? And then Sam just kind of goes with it. And I'm just like, is this a thing in the world now? Is this a thing? I didn't know this was a thing until... You know, I'm, I'm 28 hours in this game, and now I know this. Yep. So, I, uh, who knows? But, um, I kept wondering who the heck that was that was playing Lachna and Mama. I had to look her up. She was one of the Manson family people in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure she's one of the girls who gets to living shit kicked out of her <laughs> I oh, think well. I could be wrong um, but yeah she was one of the Manson family people um, anyway um, so yeah now they're they're now I guess their souls are combined and they're the same person now so Lochna has all the memories of Mama yep and as much as that makes sense that's definitely where they've led us 
here's my other question. And this is something that I, Ken said that this entire game was explained. They better explain this because I'm going to, I'm going to question it until the very end of this game, unless they bring it up again. (laughs) Mama dies. What happened to her body? Why are we not disposing of it? Why is that not the first thing Sam said when she passed away? Okay, let me strap her back on my back. I'll take her to the the incinerator. So I'm pretty confident that is... I don't know if it's going to be explained, but it's certainly addressed. Okay, so they are going to bring that back up again. Yep, within the hour that I've played at the start of Chapter 8. Okay. It, it it at least becomes relevant again, so I won't say how or why, but... All right. I haven't made it there yet. Matt has surpassed me in this game, so I don't know. But I was like... Because, you know, I've already played... We played another, what, probably five hours this game. I put in over 13. And I'm just like, hey, <laughs> is anybody... That was the big thing at the very beginning of this game, is you can't leave a dead body. And nobody's talking about this dead body in Mountain Knot City? Yep. Yep, it certainly does raise some eyebrows in in and amongst the people that we've discuss, we've been in contact with. Okay. All right. Just to make sure, because <laughs> I was just like, "That's a big plot hole." Yeah. If, if they're not bringing that up again, it's not totally forgotten. Okay. All right. Cool. So, uh, Lochna joins the UCA. She also. Uh, reprograms the Cupid with better software. She did mention that the software has been altered slightly is what she said. Um, she's in like, of course, Sam's like <laughs> Sam comes off as like a, a, a confused lunkhead. Yeah. Quite a bit. I don't know if that's yeah. what they were going for, but he definitely, I mean, he's so quiet that he's never in, in any of the conversations anyway. Which makes it yeah. hard to imagine he knows what's going on. So he's he's like, is it defective? He's like, no, it's not defective. It's just been tweaked almost. And that's it. That's, that's all it said. I was like, okay. So, um, yeah. Uh, after that, we are continuing our trek through the mountains to reconnect the mountains. Um, this next episode is called dead man and the reason why is because dead man himself shows up in mountain not city and says there's something up with your your baby we definitely also get a couple of the most awkward scenes in the game here yes yes (laughs) so dead man shows up in mountain not city physically shows up and uh tells sam a couple of things first off there's something going on with your bb uh, it, it's not functioning properly. We're going to have to reset it. And, uh, Sam's like, what do you mean? He's like, we are going to have to erase everything about your BB. Yeah. It's basically become too attached to you. And it's supposed to be halfway between the world of the living and the world of the dead. Yeah. To the point where he had, Sam had already given it a name. Lou. <laughs> Lou, which I didn't even know until he was like, his name's Lou. I'm like, when the when did you decide this? You know, I'm just like, well, like we're not getting inner monologue thoughts. Yeah. Um. But um. 
So Dead Man takes BB and is like, I'm going to reprogram it. So you're going to be without a BB for a while. On top of that, he has also gathered more information. And he wants to make sure whoever's listening can't listen. So he tells Sam to take a shower with him. (laughs) And he gets in the shower in a full suit. And Sam, is he naked? No, he's got his full gear. He's on. got he's got his stuff on. Okay, and he's basically you know they do in spy movies and stuff like you never know who's listening. Turn on some loud music or something. And so they're in the shower, and he's like, "I don't want anybody to hear this." He's like, "But I found out some things." So, first off, Die Hard Man knows a lot more about the BBs than what he's letting on. Also, and then that's when he goes into the whole, there was an accident regarding BBs in D.C. that ended up killing the President of the United States. There was a void out. It killed the President, and that's how your mom became President. Your mom has also been on a lot of the paperwork for the BBs. I don't know exactly what this means, but it seems like there's something else going on behind the scenes. Yeah. Shadowy conspiracy of sorts. That's when this cut scene is when I thought, okay, dead man may not be a bad guy. Yeah. It feels like dead man's a whistleblower. Yeah, a little bit. And it's, uh, it's interesting later when, when he, you know, comes a little bit more heartfelt to you about why he's so interested. Um, and then separately, I just, it was just so funny how he kept trying to like get closer to Sam and tell him things in the shower. And Sam so clearly doesn't like to be near people or touch people. Yeah. And like <laughs> dead man is like almost like in his ear and Sam's just trying to keep backing away, but he can't, can't get any further away. Cause he's in a shower. Yeah. I mean that whole, you, you could definitely feel how uncomfortable Sam was. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, after that, he takes BB. And now we have to do multiple deliveries throughout this mountainous area and BT areas without BB. Yeah, and Which that's means... kind of the, the shtick of this episode. Yep. So we cannot, we cannot see the BTs. Uh, which was what Chad alluded to last week. Yep, which meant that half the time I was just on the trike maximum speed. If I hit one, I hit one. If I don't, I don't. Yep. I ran into a few. Yeah, I ran into a couple. And I, I did, I definitely got captured that one time and they, they slid me closer to my destination. And I said, thanks guys. I'll yeah, see you later. Thanks for the assist. Yep. Uh, but yeah, we do a few, a uh, few missions here. Um, going back and forth to the, to the mountaineer multiple times. Um, he's got a pregnant wife. Uh, the wife is having complications. There's a doctor in the mountain area. We go back to the doctor. 
deliver something from the doctor to the mountaineer. It's like a, so I didn't, I, I, the biggest thing was you, you, they couldn't send organic matter, but there's an organic matter printer now. <laughs> well, only the doctor had it, I guess. I, I guess the, the freaking United cities of America that can't get one of those. Yeah. It feels a little like arbitrary. Yeah. Like, it doesn't really feel like a country full of people. Like, I don't know how many people are in any of these cities. Are there literally, like, 50 people left in the world, in the U.S. anyway? Or are there, like, tens of thousands of people living underground? I don't I don't really even know that. Because if there's only, like, 50 people in the world, well, then I, every one of these people is really critical. But, you know, he's just a doctor, right? Isn't he just a doctor? I think so. I don't know. This was one of the weirdest parts to like get to him too, because he's on like the edge of the the waterfall mountain cliff face. But there's the two little bridges that get you over to him. There's two little bridges. I at least in my game they they must have been like community bridges. Oh, dude! Somebody built a full on like metal bridge across the chasm, and when you get off the bridge, you're literally standing right in front of the door. Uh, see, I had a, I, a bridge, maybe a hundred meter of dirt and then another bridge. And then that led right to him. Yeah, no, this was, this was like perfect for me. Oh, nice. <laughs> I made sure to give that guy likes every time I went across it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wonder how they uh, choose which other people's buildings and creations actually get imported into your game. That's a good question. And I really don't know. I still find it to be a little bit strange that we're supposed to be rebuilding the the U.S. and these things have just already been done. I'm like, well, I guess I'm not really that important to this story. Well, I've definitely built a few things that I've gotten likes for because every time I log into the game, it's like, this person gave you a like yeah. for something. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. I, I've built a few things. I There's things that I have never built. I have never built a bridge myself. I, I have, started a bridge. I never actually got all of the materials into it. Yeah. I've never built uh, one of those um, private rooms. Yeah. Like the safe houses. Yeah. I haven't built one of those. I, I, I don't see the need. There's just, there's so many online things that I can find. Yeah. Agreed. I haven't really built any of the PCC creations. The only thing I have built was the zip lines. I made a good amount of zip lines. Yeah. I rebuilt some roads. That was about it. But yeah, going back and forth there, then we got to go to the the spiritualist who apparently found. Does that come back up? Uh, not yet. I don't think. Okay. At least for where I am, the spiritualist finds or or, or the mountaineer found some kind of weird uh, stone tablet thing that was like you know dated back. You know, thousands and thousands of years ago. Um, I guess it does come up a little bit. They they do mention that the it seems like there a death stranding event had happened previously in the past. Yeah, and that's what the spiritualist mentions. Yep. Um, so some kind of world changing event had happened previously. Um. 
who else do we go to? Do the Mountaineer. Did you run into, did you run, did you ever go, did you ever go back to the, uh, uh, to the cosplayer? No, I still intend to, but I have not yet. Okay. There's, uh, I've read one of our emails and they mentioned who the cosplayer is. Yeah. Do you want me to spoil it or no? Yeah, I know who it is. Okay. Yeah, it's Conan O'Brien. I saw it randomly somewhere. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so yeah, um, can't think of who else we would. Doctor, Mountaineer, Spiritualist, the Roboticist, the Photographer, the Photographer. That's right, the Photographer. She, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she. Uh, there was the uh, her dad's photographs that he took of like some kind of cave or something where he discovered something that could have been something to do with Death Stranding. Yeah, and this almost feels like it's the beginning of the end of the game in that you're starting to get some clues here. Yeah. You know, how, how they tie together, I guess we still don't totally know, but you are starting to get these bits and pieces of like, all collectively, this will help us understand the Death Stranding. Right. You know, and they even say pretty explicitly, like, this is important to our understanding. Right. There was also another cutscene I forgot to mention. Uh, and it, it, it further solidified the fact that I believe that Amelie is, is the villain. Mm. Um, you remember Sam, he went to sleep. And Amelie uh, appeared to him, and I think in the private room. And if you remember correctly, when he was a kid, he gave Amelie this necklace. I can't remember what he calls it. Yeah. But the uh, 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 he has a dream that he's on the beach with Amelie there, and Higgs is there, and he takes Amelie and stabs her in the neck. Very slowly. And he also, very slowly, and he takes that necklace off of her. She then appears to him in his private room. She's not wearing the necklace, and Sam is like, really like, hey, where's that necklace at? And she never answers him. Yeah. And and that that was it, as far as I can remember. Yeah, I I don't know if it's only this talk that she's been bad, but now every time I see her... She seems stiff, and I'm like, oh yeah, she, you know, she seems off. And at yeah. first, I just I was like, yeah, she's a little stiff because, you know, the game's not perfect, right? They just didn't animate her perfectly. Sure. But now I'm like, maybe, maybe it means something. <laughs> I don't. I I am 100 percent against her at this point. Yeah. I don't. I don't think she's a a, a good guy. I think she has nefarious means. I also, I don't think she is, I think she is something else. I don't think she's a human. I don't think she's a person. She is some other type of entity, if you ask me. And memories have been altered about her from the past? Remind me. Just like the, you know, like the picture that he had of the three of them? Sure. And they bring up why he named the baby Lou. Yep. Because that was what his child was going to be. Because he was married at one point. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was another, it was a void out where she was pregnant. Seems like a lot of people died while pregnant or others died while pregnant. Or was, was it just a plan to have a baby? I can't remember. Yeah, one of the two. 
It was either a baby or a pre-baby. Yeah. But that happens after the next thing. Yeah. Anyway, after doing multiple deliveries, uh, separation between BB and Sam has reset BB. BB is good to go, but, um, uh, dead man wants to meet not in the city. So we have to go to this cabin out in the middle of nowhere. Another trek into the hazardous mountains. Yeah. During a whiteout. And, um, the, the crazy thing is, is right there in front of the cabin, somebody put a, uh, like one of the private room safe, safe houses. Huh. I was like, perfect. So I'm just going to go ahead and go in here and re- refill my stamina. Um, cause I was like, I'm sure something's going to happen. <laughs> and, uh, sure enough, another chiral spike happens. And as we're approaching the, uh, approaching the cabin, dead man comes out. And, oh, look, another snow tornado happens. <laughs> <laughs> and it picks up both Sam and Dead Man and transports us to another place in time, another battlefield. This time, in what looks like the streets of some sort of European city. Like bombed out European city. Uh, during what looks like World War Two. And, uh, yeah, um, dead man, uh, is also there with us. Uh, we're separated from him. He, he still has BB and, um, he is running away from any type of entity, soldier, anything like that. And he runs into the sewers When Sam gets there. He, uh, calls him on the codec and is like, Hey, where you at? I'm in the sewers. I've got BB. He's like, okay, this is what happened last time. I was in a battlefield. This soldier dude really wanted to get BB, so he's coming for you. And he's like, all right, we'll hurry up and get here. <laughs> dead, dead man's scared out of his mind. So, yeah, we have to find dead man running through this, this, uh, this city, basically. Finally run back into Dead Man. He hands over BB. And uh, we're like, okay. I'm going to use BB and the auto rack to find the guy. Last time last time I beat this guy, we got transported. I got transported back to our time or our world. So we'll uh, I'll see what I can do. And so begins another boss encounter with Unger. Yeah. I didn't have a single problem with this one. Uh, I died once again, just kind of rushing in a little bit. There was a lot less, like, the first one was so many more corridors. And this one was a bit more open, so I ended up just being too exposed, and they came around two sides and killed me. So I just, same as the first time, I just went a bit slower the second time, and it was pretty easy. So let me ask you this. Did you did you use, like, standard ammo on them, or did you use BT ammo on them? I used non-lethal at first, uh-huh. and I don't think that does anything. <laughs> okay. I think I killed them, and then they reanimated. And so I ended up switching, because all the ones that... Because that was what I had with me at first, was 
the the non-lethal, but then the ones they give you in this chapter, you have the BT versus regular ammo, so I ended up going regular. That's what I used too, and I'm like, should I use BT ammo on these guys? Are these technically BTs? Yeah. I don't know if if they ha- if they're only BTs when they're in a different world, right? Because they talk about how this is their beach. Yeah. And so I, I don't know because I feel like them being BTs is when they show up in not in the beach and they've got the tether. So here, none of them have umbel- umbilicals. So uh, yeah, I wonder what would happen. It's a good question. Um, but yeah, it's kind of the same sort of deal. We fight him a couple of times. He runs away. Fight him again. He comes after BB again, tries to grab BB. And poof, we're transported back to our world. Um, both, both Sam and Dead Man are back. Um, Sam wakes up in a private room. Dead Man's there. He's like, yeah, you've been asleep for like a day. Yeah. <laughs> And um, that's when we get a couple of extra things. That's where he talks about, you know, I understand why you wanted to name him Lou. You were going to have a child. You were going to name it Lou. Uh, And then Deadman talks about himself a little bit here. Yep. And he also says, like, I get it. Like, I feel an attachment for BB now. Yeah. At one point. And I was like, well, that's interesting. Like, has BB, like, coerced Unger and then Sam and now Deadman? Possibly. Is BB actually the final villain? <laughs> is, he, is, is he just controlling all these hapless suckers? Yeah. Making do my bidding. But, um, yeah, uh, Dead Man basically tells him, and, and you know what? Dustin was right. Uh, he, he, he does look like he's a Frankenstein, and he even says that he is yep. a Frankenstein's monster. I am a person. That has been built entirely of dead people. And I'm thinking, how? Yep. You had to start from somewhere. Yeah, it's interesting because I, I want to also say, like, all right, which piece? Like, do, do, you, do you not have a controlling piece? Like, the piece your brain came from or your heart? But it's like all, each independent piece came from... You know, I guess a different dead person, and none of them were enough to contribute his soul, if you will. Right. That so that's what one thing a dead man says is that I don't have a beach since I was never I born. Yeah, because I don't have a soul, and that's why I'm so interested in all this. Yeah, and I want to research he, the beaches because it's it's everyone else in the world has one except me. <laughs> yeah, and he he wants to know connections. He's like, I've, I've never experienced connections properly like this. And that's why I want to do this. And so after that, we do get a cutscene, the, the standard cutscene of Sam hooking back up to BB. And we get another vision of Unger through BB's eyes. This time, somebody else in the room shows up. Did you get this one, Matt? Yeah, off camera though, right? Uh, no, no. We see him, but his his face is kind of... 
And that's it. Unfortunately, that's where my audio cuts out, and I don't know what happened. You can hear that it goes slightly out at the end there. I don't know what happened. It's working fine now. Hopefully it doesn't happen again. Once again, I apologize. Thank you all for listening, and we'll be back in two weeks.